The following program is sponsored by Bell & Pollock PC. Welcome to Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. Attorneys Gary Bell and Brad Pollock are ready to work for you. Reach Gary, Brad, and their team at championsofthepeople.com or by calling 303-795-5900. That's 303-795-5900. Good morning, Colorado. Here we go. Y'all ready for this? The Bell and Pollock Legal Show. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, our law firm is Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is an injury show. And why do we do it? We do it to give you the information you need uh, when you're in an accident, a trauma, because you've got an insurance company for the at-fault party, the one who hits you and creams you, and they have all the strategies, and they have the knowledge, and they do this every, every day. They're well-trained. This is not an ordinary day or event for you. You need help. You need information. That's why we're here. Our law firm, over 30 years, we've helped injured victims put their lives back together again. Then it dawned on us uh, years ago that people need information. They came into our office and they don't really know. Sometimes the insurance company had already taken advantage of them. Many times that happened. If you get to an attorney early, an experienced injury attorney, then you can level the playing field with these insurance companies. You can understand the rules, and you can understand what questions uh, you can ask, what questions they should not ask, what documents you have to give. Do you have to give a recorded statement? Do you have to sign a release to, for them to get your medical records? Do you have to meet their requirements and their demands? And what if they say, well, we can't really help you, we can't really adjust your claim, your injury claim, until you give us this information? That's not true. And you need to know the adjuster you're talking to. That's why we do these shows, to give you the information you need. We try to cover a different injury subject each week, and we try to go into it in depth so you have a more than a basic understanding of what's involved. And then you can formulate your own legal game plan. And we have uh, written a book called Legal Game Plan. It's so important. We trademark protected it. You can get it on our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. It's free. Any of our six books are free. You can download them free. And if you want a hard copy, you can call us anytime. All right, today we're talking about concussions, concussions, TBIs, traumatic brain injuries. They're basically the same thing. We hear about them all, all the time now. We didn't used to hear much about them at all years ago. And now we hear about concussions. Uh, so let's just break down the concussions, uh, Brad. You know, there's mild, moderate, severe. Mild does not mean mild. Mild does not mean insignificant. That, that might be the biggest a misnomer in a, in law and in, in medical science, in my mind, because mild, it makes it sound like it's a little bump in the road and everything's going to be fine, like a mild sprain or a mild problem you might have. But a mild TBI, a mild traumatic brain injury, is is a significant event in your life and will be, if it if you don't recover from it, will be a significant permanent injury. And it will significantly change the way you're able to carry out your activities of daily living. And uh, I, I remember when I first got into this kind of, kind of business and, and dealing with these kind of things, uh, it, it seemed like mild, uh, mild brain injury was something that you didn't have to worry about. Well, it's not. It's something you most certainly have to worry about. It's something you have to pay attention to. Uh, it's rare that you get moderate or severe. And when you stick, start getting moderate and severe, you, you start getting people who are very handicapped. A moderate uh, traumatic brain injury uh, is, is a, a severe handicap to a person in their life. A mild 
uh, uh, traumatic brain injury is also a handicap. And it can adversely affect your ability to carry out your work, to carry out your job, to carry out uh, activities with your family, to carry out the things you want to do. It's going to affect your memory. It's going to affect a number of things that goes on in your life. And it can cause you a lifetime of pain. And so I, I, I really hate it when they talk about mild brain injuries because uh, when you're talking about a brain injury where now all of a sudden your brain's not functioning the way it did before and you're finding deficits to your ability to carry out uh, the things you need to carry out in life, uh, that's, there's nothing mild about it. Right. The insurance companies fight these cases because they think they're the invisible injuries. They think you're faking. They think you, everybody recovers from these injuries. And, and if it's mild, they think they can win because it's, quote, mild. Mild, traumatic brain injury, mild concussions can be permanent. And just because the statistics show that a lot of people do recover after uh, days, weeks, or months from a, a traumatic brain injury, there are a large percentage of people who don't, and that's what they don't want to hear. And they think you should be in the percentage that recover. And so that's how they fight these cases, one of the ways they fight these cases. And later in the show, we're going to talk about structure and infrastructure of the brain, and you're going to find that, you're going to find that fascinating. Uh, but mild traumatic brain injury can make you where you don't work, where you can't work where you can't enjoy your ADLs, your activities of daily living. So traumatic brain injuries and concussions are very, very critical. Well, a mild mild brain injury can make it so not only you can't work in what you were doing, it can make it so you can't be trained for other jobs. It can make it so you can't get back into uh, the the workforce. And so this is not a, a mild injury when you get down to it. Right. So let's cover some of the symptoms, Brad, um, on these um, traumatic brain injuries, because a lot of people, I I think, don't recognize them in the beginning. Uh, And if we have time today in the show, we're going to talk about the the on-the-scene accident, the EMTs, the Glasgow Coma Scale, et cetera. But let's talk about the symptoms that develop. This is the only injury that we ever deal with that the symptoms can and do develop over time. Well, they do. And I I think about how I've been doing this for over 30 years, uh, dealing with personal injury cases and trying to recover from people who've been injured in as a result of the negligence of others, and how many times we, we've, we have fought in our firm to prove a brain injury and how 30 years ago, how difficult it was, and how 20 years ago it was so difficult, and what it took to get people to understand that these symptoms that we're going to talk about, uh, first of all, they're not make-believe. They're real. And secondly, they are associated with a brain injury, but because we don't have a machine strong enough to see inside the brain and see all these problems, we, we the insurance companies and defense lawyers just tell you it's not there. It's a make it's make believe, and it reminds me of thinking back when people didn't have MRIs and you'd have a X-ray and you'd X-ray a person's body and you'd say I can't see anything wrong with those ligaments or that tissue or or that spinal cord and everybody would say well then they must be faking they're not really hurt and then MRIs came around and by gosh you started looking at MRIs and you found out that they were telling the truth they really were hurt and the only reason that the defense was able to get away with actually in my mind taking money from these people was because they were able to rely on, at that time, x-rays and MRIs weren't there. Right. You know, the uh, MRIs, uh, that opened up a whole new field because then you can measure uh, the movement of discs like for retrolisthesis, anteriolisthesis, and and that's a different subject that deals with the lumbar uh, part of the spine on that particular uh, point. But talking about concussions, 
So the insurance companies will get their attorneys to go get your emergency room records. There was nothing discussed about a concussion because these symptoms onset over time. You need to understand this, but your attorneys have to understand these symptoms can onset over time. Some of the symptoms can appear right away and some overset, onset over time. You might have, and some of these symptoms overlap, and that's why the insurance company goes after them. You might have, like, um, headaches. You might be depressed. You might have anxiety. You might be misplacing things, getting lost, forgetting things. It de- these things deal with different parts of the brain. And in the show, we're going to talk about the parts of the brain that are usually and normally uh, injured or impaired. But let's go over some more of these symptoms so people understand when you're in a car crash, for example, that's our typical example, what happens? Well, sure. You can have depression, anxiety, and mood swings. Now, I put those three kind of together, and even personality changes. You, you kind of put those together because you say uh, what defense likes to do is they like to, to call those false symptoms. You're, you're faking. You can act like you're depressed, or you can act like you have anxiety or mood swings. You know, your personality changes. This takes other people being able to say they see this in you, but the but they like to argue. Well, you know, you're, you're depressed because your 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 car got got damaged. You're you're depressed because you're you're having to go to these these uh, um, doctors, and because you're and you're going to these doctors because your lawyer is telling you to go to these doctors so you can try and get money. And if you were able to get your life stable and just get these crummy lawyers out of your life, then you wouldn't have this problem. When the real reason is because of a head injury. It's because you are having problems with injuries that have occurred to your to your brain that can't be found and can't be seen. And that's why these symptoms are so important to be paying attention to and to recognize. Sometimes, like personality changes, sometimes it takes somebody else to tell you about them. You've got to get their friends. You've got to get their spouses. You've got to get their children involved in uh, long-term and short-term memory problems. You can have these. Now, a lot of times those show up later on, Gary. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're dealing with them, and after a while, everybody starts recognizing this person doesn't have the same sharpness they used to have. You, you can see it. And Brad and I usually interview other members in the family because we've learned over the years that other members in the family recognize these symptoms in you, the injured victim, before you do. Or you're in denial. Or you don't want to think about it. Or you think it's going to come and go. And it doesn't come and go. Persistent headaches. Anxiety. Uh, lack of focus. Sometimes people say to their doctor in the doctor records we read, man, man, I feel like I'm in a fog. This is a week after the crash. And sometimes uh, six months after the crash, I'm still in a fog. And the insurance company says, you should have gotten over this because the medical literature says a lot of people do. Well, you're not a lot of people. And you have to talk about the mechanism of injury. We always emphasize the mechanism of injury, right? If you listen to our show, we talk about the mechanism of injury to the neck, to the low back, the lumbar part of the of the spine, the thoracic part of the spine. What's the mechanism of injury here? If you don't have an active brain bleed, the, the uh, EMTs and the emergency room doctors are going to release you, uh, generally speaking. If you don't have a spinal cord compromise or a brain bleed, they're going to release you. So you have to be able to prove the case. How do you prove the case? It's a symptom-driven case, and you have to record and document the symptoms, honestly. And this is how this, this, whole, this whole process works. You must be able uh, to be prepared to understand this, to know it. Your attorney needs to know it. And you need to have a game plan, right? A game plan to pursue and prove your concussion injuries because many times they don't go away. Many times they are debilitating and affect you for the rest of your life, in your job, in your life, in your family life. And we've seen it time and time again. So what do you do? How do you prove this? How do you beat the insurance company? That's coming up next. The Bell and Pollock Legal Show, Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, Champions of the People.
Hi, I'm Gary Bellin of the law firm of Bellin Pollock. Our website is championsofthepeople.com. This is your legal minute. Today, we're talking about distracted driving. What difference does it make? There's a place on every accident injury form that the police fill out for distracted driving. They want to know. The insurance company for the outfault party who injured you wants to know. Why do they want to know? Because it's difficult for them to beat your legal claim. They're out there trying to beat your legal claim. If you don't believe so, listen to our shows. Call us up. They are your enemy, your adversary. And don't fall for one of these myths. Myth is, I've been injured in an accident. Surely some insurance company is going to pay me. Wrong. They're going to fight you. They're going to try to beat you and defeat you. But one thing that you can use is if the driver that hits you was distracted. The police officers should know this. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. Bell and Pollock. Find them online at championsofthepeople.com. We're back with Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. For over three decades, the personal injury attorneys at Bell and Pollock have provided compassionate, personalized legal service. Put their experience to work for you. Go to championsofthepeople.com or call 303-795-5900. Welcome back. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock, and we've been doing these shows for years, and we've been helping injured victims put their lives back together again. When you're in a crash and you have a concussion, it is miserable. And you need to be able to prove it because the insurance company is not going to want to pay you for it. They don't want to pay for your anatomical, low back, structural proven injuries, maybe retrolisthesis on the lumbar spine, maybe a herniated disc. They don't want to pay for that. They don't want to pay for the nerve injury, maybe radiation and radiculopathy down your lower extremities, your legs. They don't want to pay for that. And they certainly... Don't want to pay for what they say. You got headaches. You got memory loss. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yes, you do. And you have to be able to prove it. You know, and and let's just take a a little bit of a glimpse of the picture here. You know, this all came to light. This this to me is like a ghost living in the darkness. These concussions for years. They're coming out of the dark. They're coming into pure light. We're now able to see them clearly. We started with the NFL. So, you know, sometimes in schools. Now we got the youth concussion statute in Colorado. We're going to do a show on that. Not today. And a medical awareness of concussions and TBIs and traumatic brain injuries and how they affect you have, have been uh, has accelerated. The mechanism of injury, Brad, is when you don't have an active brain bleed and you don't hit your head, which is what the insurance company is looking for, that doesn't mean you don't have a brain injury. When you don't hit your head, you have rapid acceleration and deceleration of your cervical part of your spine and your head. Your brain is a soft tissue structure inside a hard, pointed, rugged, jagged skull. Look at the picture sometime, and that's how it happens. Sure, and th- th- think about it. When, when you're dealing with this kind of stuff, you're you're dealing with the fact that uh, we in in. The first thing they always want to know is, did you lose consciousness? Well, if you didn't lose consciousness, you couldn't have had a brain injury. That's wrong. Did you uh, did you hit your head? If you didn't hit your head, you couldn't have had a brain injury. That's wrong. And the, the problem you face when trying to show these type of cases is that they try to tell you, and they, they try to go through the fact that they say, well, your your head will go through these type of, or, or people's heads go through these type of events every day. It's sometimes even worse. And it's gradually becoming more aware. But you know, for years, we faced the fact where we'd say, look, you have to equate a person in a car crash going through the same thing as you're dealing with a shaken baby syndrome. And we'll tell you, you know, nobody, nobody out there now doubts the fact that if somebody shakes a baby, you don't have to shake them a lot. You don't have to shake them like they're a rattle. You just shake them a couple of times. Nobody will, will say that if that baby then starts showing symptoms 
symptoms that we talk about that are related to a, a head injury, nobody will argue that the, the shaking the baby probably caused it. But when it happens to an adult, people go, there's no way. It's the same thing we have now. When, when we watch football players, we watch football players go out there and bang their heads against each other. Nobody used to believe there were head injuries. Nobody used to believe there were brain injuries. Then we started finding out there were brain injuries. Now, how do we find it out? Well, we saw the symptoms in the players, but even then, nobody wanted to believe it. So what happened is when people started dying, they started started examining their brains and finding out, yes, this person did have a brain injury. Yes, they did. But the problem is we shouldn't be waiting for somebody to die to go find out if they have a brain injury. We need to pay attention to the symptoms. We need to pay attention to the change in the person and see what happens to be able to identify whether or not we're dealing with a brain injury so we can treat it and improve their quality of life. And that doesn't happen when you're dealing with insurance companies and defendants and defense lawyers. They don't want that to happen, and they still want to argue, which they can convince a lot of juries of the fact that, look, this person could not have been hurt because they didn't hit their head or they weren't knocked unconscious, or even if they did, they didn't show immediate signs. And that's wrong, and it just plain, the science is proving it every day that for years, the insurance companies and defense lawyers have gotten away with sending people down the road with significant injuries that never get treated. Right. And so you can win these cases. You know, Brad and I always point out the, the pitfalls and the fences that you got to crawl over, under, through, by, and, and between, and the hurdles you have to cross to win these cases. But they can be won. We win them all the time. However, you have to know what you're doing. And, and so we try to point out to you that you need a legal strategy. When we point out these attacks by the insurance company and their defense lawyers against you, maybe you had to have cervical neck surgery in this, in this car crash, and you have a concussion, and it's debilitating, and it affects your daily life and your work. you got to be able to prove it. But you got to be able to do this from the get-go, and you have to have a strategy. There enters our legal game plan. We have a book entitled Legal Game Plan. We wrote it. We packed over 30 years of experience into this book. And when you come into our law firm, you get a free initial consultation and a free legal game plan. Our telephone number, 303-795-5900. That's 795 795- 5900 our website championsofthepeople.com championsofthepeople.com you can call us at any time and get your strategy based upon years and years of experience another attack the insurance companies go go through so when you understand these attacks i've said before it's like war it's like a military operation if you know your enemy if you know how they're going to attack you then you can win simple as that and so when you see these you know about them you understand in your family members you go to the emergency room brad and they give you a test. And, they, and so they suspect if you have headaches or you say, I, I lost consciousness or I was dazed and confused, then they might give you a test. They might give you a CT scan of your, of your head. Why? To see if there's an active brain bleed. Bingo. Right there, when there's no active brain bleed, no subarachnoid hemorrhage, the insurance company says, well, you don't have an active brain bleed. Therefore, it's not visible. Therefore, your MRI and CT scan was negative. Not positive, therefore no show, nothing showed up in the MRI or the CT scan. And your Glasgow coma scale was a perfect 15 when you got to the emergency room and they discharged you. And the, so the insurance company says there's no evidence of any brain injury. So what you must default to, like a computer, your brain is a computer, but you must default to proving 
the case and proving the symptoms. And this is and so you can't just go in and say, well, I, I, I think I've got a brain injury and I got vision problems and I have a headache and I get headaches all the time and I, and I think my memory's been affected. We go through in detail how we're going to prove your case, your legal game plan. Now, more often than not, with the way these injuries come up, is somebody comes in because they've been in a crash and they think it's relatively minor. They don't they don't think they're hurt that bad. And it, you, you meet them first and you're talking to them about different things. You're talking to them about the events that might have occurred to their neck and to their back and and to their to their skull or to their brain and and what might have occurred. Uh, maybe to their legs or their arms if they were if they were braced or what it might have happened. Um, and you talk to them about the impact and the the the, the direction of the impact. And there's just discussions about what's going on and what, what doctors they've seen and who they've seen, what happened at the emergency room, if they even went to the emergency room, because a lot of them don't. A lot of people don't go to the emergency room, and a lot of people don't uh, don't ever go. A lot of people wait a day or two or three because they're hurting, but they think it's going to go away. Uh, a lot of people are waiting because they don't have pain, and then a couple of days later, they start noticing they've got this numbness and tingling in their leg. But what happens is over time, as you're dealing with them more and more, you start getting some of these symptoms. The symptoms start showing up. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I've been having headaches. I, I just, you know, terrible headaches that make me have to lay down. Or, you know, they, they come in with a friend or a spouse or somebody, or they say, you know, people at work are complaining that I'm always depressed or that I, I, my, my, my personality has changed. Or they say, you know, I, I have memory problems. I, I can't remember certain things that I used to remember from work. Or, uh, they just start noticing these different problems. And as they start noticing them more and more, you start, you, you realize as the attorney, if you're experienced and you've been doing this and you're paying attention, you realize the attorney, you look at him, you go, you're suffering from a head injury. You've had a head injury. So now we have to start talking about how to treat it. Now, the, the funny thing about that, not so funny, but the, the, the way when you're dealing with defense is that normally to determine to what extent a person will or will not recover from a head injury, you got to wait about 18 months. You got to go down the line to 12 to 18 months. 18 months seems to be the, the standard that most, most neuro doctors want to deal with. And so you're waiting for 18 months. Now, it's funny that defense will agree to that. Well, we got to wait 18 months to see if they get better. But their attitude is if you don't show it immediately, then these symptoms can't wax and wane. They can't come up and get worse, and the head injury can't be playing out till it's worse. And then you find out whether or not they're going to recover. Look at, yeah, look at it this way. You know, when you injure your, let's say you injured your neck in the, in the crash and you also, injured, you also had a concussion. Let's look at it this way. The anatomical injury to your cervical part of your neck, the spine, the disc, the ligaments, you can't later in 11 months, 12 months, say, well, my ankle hurts. You never reported your ankle. Your ankle wasn't even involved. And so that's how they attack it. But with regard to concussion, Brad, you don't have every one of those symptoms when you go to the emergency room. You might not have but one of them. You might have none of them. You might have negative uh, MRIs and CT scans as I just covered. The symptoms onset over time. So... They might affect your memory. You might be noticing it. You might think, well, that, that wasn't that was kind of strange. So these onset over time, and that's how you prove the case. That's right. You've got to be watching. You've got to be paying attention. You've got to be concerned about what's happening and recognize that these are these are symptoms that mean something. That as you're going through some of these symptoms, they mean something. When you wake up, there, there's so many people that when they wake up after an accident, they have all sorts of things that have occurred to their bodies, and they're feeling all these conditions, and they go, well, I'll wait it out. 
I'll just see how it comes, how, how it goes. Uh, okay, that's fine. The defense is going to use that against you, but if you want to see how it plays out. But the bottom line is, is that these symptoms on your entire body can take time for you to recognize them and for them to meet reach their peak. One of the ways you prove this is you you become neuropsychologically tested. You have to see the correct specialty, which is neurology and neuropsychology and maybe cognitive rehabilitation and maybe a, a vision doctor because you have... Um, uh, your your vision was affected as well. Those are all uh, tied to and, and related to concussions. And then you see if you improve. And then you'll be able to prove what your specific impairments are. We have done this. You can win this war. We've won them many, many times. Problem is, you have to know what you're doing. Problem is, you must have a strategy and a legal game plan. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, 303-795-5900. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. Because we are your champions of the people. Honey, the kids are going nuts. Everybody's stir crazy. And my patience is running thin. It's almost lunchtime. Why don't we go to Caitlin's? Their food is amazing. And they have those awesome baskets filled with fun to keep the kids pacified and entertained. Oh, that sounds perfect. What is it you like to get there again? Ooh, for starters, I love their green chili and chicken nachos. Then I usually get most queso with the ground chuck patty, cheddar, and jack cheese. Diced onions, tomatoes, and green chilies between two warm flour tortillas. Served at the side of green or red chili. Yum! What about you? Well, I'm famished, so I think I'll get one of their 13 sandwiches. Hmm, maybe I'll get one of each. And I I love the way you can get their sandwiches made into wraps instead. Maybe one of their bacon green chili cheeseburgers or their salads. Honey, rain it in. Kids, we're going to Caitlin's. Caitlin's Restaurant at the corner of Mississippi and South Bird Street, just east of Colorado Boulevard in Glendale. Open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. and Saturday and Sunday, 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Caitlin's Restaurant. You'll love it every bite of the way. We're back with Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. For over three decades, the personal injury attorneys at Bell and Pollock have provided compassionate, personalized legal service. Put their experience to work for you. Go to championsofthepeople.com or call 303-795-5900. Good morning. Welcome back to the Bell and Pollock Champions of the People Injury Show. We're here every week to teach you and educate you and give you the information you need to fight the insurance company. This is a war. You can win this war. We win it all the time. Our telephone number, 303-795-5900. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. Our books are all there. We've written six books, and we've got more in the works. Six books, they're free. You can download an e-copy free, or you can get call our office, and we'll send you a hard copy. Can you win this concussion war? Do you know what a concussion is? Do you know how it affects you? Do you know what the infrastructure and the structure in the brain is? Is this a structural fight? No. This is an infrastructural fight inside your brain with axons, neurons, dendrites, and we're going to go through those uh, a little bit later in the show. It's a neural network. It is a neural network, and once it's impaired and once the signals don't fire across your brains and the neurological circuits like they're supposed to, it results in impairments. Then one of the questions is, are, are, is it going to improve? You know, when you go to the doctor after a car crash and you say, well, I was a little foggy, I'm real, uh, a lot foggy, doctor, the doctor knows that you have to wait. So most doctors, if you have pain, they give you a prescription for pain medication. If you have a headache, you might get a prescription for a headache. 
or you might just take over the counter. If the headaches persist, if the symptoms persist, if they keep going on, and as we said, if new symptoms come up, and which they will with regard to a concussion, then you need to be able to document it and prove it. Now, there are ways to do it, Brad. Let's, let, let's take them through the fact that, you know, you have family, you have friends. They normally see these symptoms in you. So that's a critical element of your proof. Now, it, it, the other day I was sitting down with a, a, a man and his child. His child had been in a crash. He's a teenager. And we started talking about whether or not she has memory problems or and to the fact she and to the extent she has memory problems. And the dad kind of laughed. He said, well, you shouldn't be asking her. You should be asking me because I can tell you more about her memory problems than she can. And, and he was right. He could. He knew much more about the memory problems because sometimes you can't remember your memory problems. And that becomes a problem that just being able to relate it if you don't talk to family members. You've got to be able to sit down and talk to family members. If it's a, a person going to school, you got to talk to their so a lot of times you got to talk to their teachers, you got to talk to their coaches, you got to talk to the people who they're involved with, you got to talk to their friends. You got to find out what they've missed and what they're not doing at work. If, if it's somebody who works, if it's somebody who is not going to school, you got to find out, okay, how many hours a week are they working and, and, and who's with them and what are they doing and what are their job responsibilities and are they remembering those job responsibilities? A lot of times that means getting the history of the person. Uh, you know, you, you, you deal with people who go to the grocery store. You're asking them, when you go to the grocery store, do you remember what it is you were going to pick up? How many of you sitting here, they're, they're listening to this show right now, Think, I can go to the grocery store and remember the five things I need. Others of you go, there's no way I could remember it. Well, let me tell you something. And, and, and you're saying, and I don't have a head injury. That's right. But, but the things you can remember and you can't after a head injury become very significant. It leaves you lost. It leaves you wondering what you're doing. And you're going, I used to be able to do this. And that's why we need to talk to family members. We need to talk to, to work associates. We need to talk to friends. We need to talk to people who can say they used to be able to do this. They used to be able to carry out these functions. And now they can't. And they can't because they can't remember or they have memory problems. Very significant that you have to address. That's one way that you prove it. You prove it through your family members, your, your friends, how you, how you have changed, how it has affected your work. You prove it through work members, maybe your employer, maybe your supervisor. All right? But that's not the only way. And you must know, you must know this. You can't just let a, – a good attorney just doesn't let the injured person get on the stand and say, I've had headaches and it's changed my life forever. You have to have more. You have to have a legal game plan. You can call us anytime at 303 795 five nine zero zero that's seven nine five fifty nine hundred or go to our website champions of the come to see us we'll give you a free initial consultation and a free legal game plan tailored to you your accident your crash the mechanism of injury and how this has affected you further proof of concussions how do you do this you go to the neurologist neurologists specialize in concussions they specialize in the neural networks of the brain they understand that you go to neuropsychologists so the, so point is you must go to the proper and appropriate specialties to prove the case you can't just rely god bless them on your pcp because they don't do this and so whether you say they're a doctor but they no they don't they're not like a neurologist they're not like a neuropsychologist so you must must do that you must go to the property specialties now you can also get brain scans and, and, and then you can see, uh, and it measures what they call hypoperfusion. 
the slow blood flow in certain parts of the brain that can be correlated with the concussions and the coup contra coup, the rapid acceleration and deceleration, and that's how you start to build uh, the case. That's correct. Yeah, that's once again something you've got to be able to understand and you've got to be able to deal with people and you've got to know when and for what purpose you're going to send people to a brain scan and why you're going to send it to brain scans and whether you're not going to spend that kind of money, what's involved with the brain scan and is it going to help or not. Uh, not every time will brain scans show a brain injury. Once again, I, it's so important to remember that brain injuries can exist and you just can't see them. There's no amount of machinery that may show them. Other ones, yes, there are brain scans. There, there, are, there are tests that can show what, what would lead to a, an injury. Now, let me tell you, that, that Gary, that, that's some of the hardest fought parts of science, of medical science that we deal with in a courtroom, is when you get these brain scans and you have one side analyzing them and saying, this shows there's a brain injury, but yet you get the other side arguing saying that shows nothing that doesn't verify anything and you have doctors on both sides making those arguments well the, the defense and the insurance companies hire the defense and they hire these defense doctors to basically say that these brain scans don't mean anything they're, they're worthless you shouldn't even use them or consider them the reason is they don't like them the reason there it is is because it objectively shows and proves like i said the hypoperfusion one scan the slow blood flow think about this You've been reporting executive functions in your brain, the parietal part of the brain, the frontal lobe part of your brain. What does that mean, Gary? That means you've been reporting, I, I can't process numbers. I can't do my checkbook like I used to. I can't remember things. I have memory problems. I can't get to point from point A to point B like I used to. There's a certain part of the brain. Now listen up. Like we say in the military, listen up. There's a certain part of the brain that deals with those functions. And if you go to undergo a brain scan and... That shows hypoperfusion, slow blood flow in the same part of the brain, like the left parietal frontal lobe, the same part of the brain. And then the neuropsychologist tests you and shows impairments in the same part of the brain, the parietal, the left parietal, the right parietal, the frontal lobe. That's the most normally uh, injured. Then you're on your way to proving a concussion. And, and let's make sure we understand myths. There are certain myths out there. One of the myths that that you, you hear all the time is we only use 10% of our brain and the other 90% we don't use. Is, and, you know, we've got plenty of brain cells, and if we lose some or some get killed off, it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing. It's okay. Well, these are myths. Let me tell you something. We use all areas of our brain. We use all areas. As, you, as Gary was telling you, there's different parts of our brain that deal with different functions. And as science goes on and as medicine goes on, we're, we're learning that, and we're going to learn it more and more and more and more and more. And the and we we can even have injuries that happen to our brain that create a phenomena inside our brain that in essence is has a, like a little Pac-Man effect where other parts of our brain are being eaten away. That's a lot of what they have found when they've been dealing with the with the football players and the injuries that the injury starts and it just keeps spreading and spreading and spreading. And the, the important part about that is to understand that, once again, what might be a mild dramatic, traumatic brain injury that we're thinking, oh, it's not a big deal, can turn into a very imp uh, significant life-affecting uh, injury that you have to pay attention to. You have to have to couple the brain injury with how it's affected the person's functioning. You need to take a look at that functioning. And you need to take a look at that not only through the eyes of the person who's been injured, but you need to take a look at it through 
the eyes of the people whom they associate with. You need to look at social activities. You need to look at their hobbies. You need to look at their emotional health. You need to look at their level of energy. Are they able to, to maintain that level of energy uh, that they used to have before the crash, before the brain injury became significant, became a problem for them? It's, it's kind of interesting. The brain is a f- absolutely fascinating, miraculous organ, and it has billions of cells and neural networks, and they've got to fire appropriately. Think about this a minute. Think about this. You've got your brain, and you live your daily life, and you've been living for a long time until you have this car crash. And when there is no problem in your brain, there's no problem. The only time there's a problem in the brain is when there's a problem. I don't even know who said that. Maybe I just made that up. I don't know. But look, when you function normally day to day, you haven't had the car crash. You're doing everything you want to do. You're enjoying life. You're going to school. You're studying. You're doing your job just fine. When it's all okay, it's okay. There's no problem. You only recognize it and see it and understand it. And know what happens to you when there is a problem. So, ways to prove it. <clears throat> We're covering that today. We've, we've just touched the surface. Uh, good attorneys will clearly uh, be able to prove your, your concussion. You can win this war. You can give us a call anytime at 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. Or go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. Look at your school records, look at your work records, look at your social relationships, look at your ADLs, your activities of daily living, uh, build up your case. You can win this war. And you build up your case properly, appropriately, truthfully, legitimately, with a solid foundation to win this. Bell and Pollock, Gary Bell, Brad Pollock, we've done this for years. Concussions are important. They are critical. Maybe you have to go to a cognitive therapist. Maybe you get a prescription for headache medication. Maybe you get a prescription um, to help you with a little bit of your memory. Maybe you uh, take um, work on the computer to help you with your memory. These go into proving your case. Bell and Pollock, our website, championsofthepeople.com. Because we are your champions of the people. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Gary Bell with the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. This is your legal minute, and we're here to help you and teach you. You're injured in a car crash or a truck crash. You're off in an ambulance, off to the emergency room. You tell the doctor everything you know, everywhere you're hurting. But the doctor is more concerned about your neck than your ankle, more concerned about your neck and your spinal cord at the moment than your low back or maybe your hip pain. And sometimes those entries don't make it into the emergency room records. Sometimes those entries don't make it into the EMT rides and their records. And the insurance company then later says to you, well, you didn't report it. You didn't say it. You didn't tell them about your left hip. They only treated your neck. You didn't tell them about your left ankle. They only treated your neck. Is there anything that you can do? Yes. Get a free legal game plan from Bell and Pollock. Championsofthepeople.com will help you. Bell and Pollock. Find them online at championsofthepeople.com. It's Mandy Connell, and it's time for your legal minute. Brought to you by my friends at Bell and Pollock. Listen to their show right here on KOA every Saturday at 10 a.m. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell and Pollock. This is your legal minute. We're talking about drunk drivers. They hit you. They injure you. They want to leave the scene. You're not going to let them leave the scene. Don't get into a physical fight or altercation. Do everything you can to keep them at the scene. The fact that they're drunk, they're going to be arrested. They're going to be tested. They're probably going to lose their license. But this is information that subjects them to punitive damages. The insurance company who insures this drunk driver does not want to hear about them being drunk. This enhances 
your injury claim legitimately, truthfully. Use it to your advantage, but you have to know how to do it. You need a game plan to do it. Bell and Pollock, we have a legal game plan for you with regard to drunk drivers. Bell and Pollock, championsofthepeople.com will help you. Bell and Pollock, find them online at championsofthepeople.com. We're back with Champions of the People, the Bell and Pollock Injury Show. For over three decades, the personal injury attorneys at Bell and Pollock have provided compassionate, personalized legal service. Put their experience to work for you. Go to championsofthepeople.com or call 303-795-5900. Good morning. Here we go. Y'all ready? The Bell and Pollock Legal Show, Injury Show. We are injury attorneys. You already know that. We're here to educate you. You know that. We're on your side, not the insur- side of the insurance company. We've been doing this for over 30 years. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. We have offices in Denver. We have offices in Greenwood Village and Steamboat Springs. We have done cases all over the state of Colorado, and we will be glad to do your case. We also do workers' compensation cases and all kinds of injury cases. Today we're talking about uh, concussions. Can you win this war? Yes. Do you have to know what you're doing? Yes. It's like a navigation system in your car. You turn it on, you want it to tell you how to get from point A to point B. That's our legal game plan. You need a legal game plan tailored to you. Not all people are alike. Not all accidents and crashes are alike. Not all mechanisms of injury are alike. Period. You can't just run a cookie-cutter situation. You have to understand what you're dealing with. We're dealing with the brain. Now, at the beginning of the show, I told you we're going to talk about structure and infrastructure. Your brain injury, your concussion is is not a structural problem it's an infrastructure problem all the neurons all the networks okay and and you can um, causing trauma to the fibers in the brain that that transmit or conduct these electrical chemical signals throughout the brain these are fibers they're called dendrites and axons and i know one one expert has described this as an inbox and an outbox simple explanation you know, you have, the, you have the fibers and you have the signals that are being transferred and transmitted, and they're firing perfectly, and there's no problem until you have this crash. And then your inbox doesn't work. Your outbox is, is convoluted, confusing. You have problems. You need cognitive therapy. That is another way to prove a brain injury, but you must know the anatomy of the brain. And you must be able to show it. Well, even along with that, you have to understand you got the inbox and you got the outbox. And the dendrites that constitute the inbox and the things are coming in. But you've got also, uh, while you're doing that, you've got the, 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 it's being processed while it's in, in the inbox, the, 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 the information and the stuff that's been brought into your brain. And the question is, are you being able to process appropriately to even get what's come in into, to be processed? And can you then get it out through the axons to be able to make sure it's it's being it, it's being considered that that it's it's going out to other people. The brain is a is an amazing structure. It's it's made up of so many different functions and so many different ways it's working that the once you 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 change the way the structure is, once you start hurting parts of the structure, you start da- damaging parts of the structure, you now have a very sophisticated uh, situation where you're trying to address what happens. And the problem is, is that there's not, there's not a lot of treatment for it. The, the, you know, it, the, you, as Gary said, we, you can win it legally uh, with lawyers who explain it and get on top of it. But a lot of times there's not a lot of treatment for what's happened. 
Right, and you, if once you understand the part of the brains that are more, more susceptible to injury and you understand how the brain works and ex- rapid acceleration and deceleration in the car, you might hit your head on the headrest, you might hit your head if you're T-boned on the side of the window, on the steering wheel. Yes, you had your seatbelt on. You better have your seatbelt on. Yes, you did. And so th- these are provable. So, But see, do you see? You must get down to the mechanism of injury. You must get down to the finite details in, a, in, a, in order to be able to prove the bigger picture in able in order to be able to prove uh, your particular injury so and it's almost like a like a computer system if you enter something in the computer system if it doesn't process appropriately or correctly and if it's permanently that way then you have a problem and it doesn't get to the outbox it, and the inbox and the dendrites and the axons they're not working properly the neural network is impaired and you can prove it we've shown you today how you can how you can uh, uh, prove it and so once you understand this, once you know the symptoms, once you know how to uh, present this case, and, you know, I, I tell you what, I think I've said this before on the air, uh, many times in jury trials and when I'm trying to prove a concussion, I have taken to my closing arguments something as simple as a Tupperware bowl sealed with jello inside, and I shook it. And that's what happens to your brain. And, don't, and But it's not just smooth Tupperware edges inside your brain. Look at the brain. Look at the anatomy. It, it, there are jagged edges. It smashes up against the front. It smashes up against the back. It compresses. It squeezes like a sponge. The neural networks are identified and impaired. Are they going to recover? You're going to go through the testing. You're going to have an attorney who processes this and understands this. You can call us anytime at 303-795-5900. That's 795 795- 5900 Bell and Pollock is our law firm. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Uh, you, you know, Brad, we've been successful in proving brain injury cases, but you have to develop this case over time. You have to pay attention to the details. Sure. And in something like this, you better have somebody who can explain it. And it's like you said, we have these dendrites that acts as an inbox to bring information into the neurons. But once the neurons are there, they have to store it. They have to they have to process it. They have to make it work, and then they send it back out through the axons. So if you have any part of that not working, that network not working, you you've got to understand we have billions billions of fibers connect all over the brain that connect all over the brain, microscopic. You're, there, our, our machinery can't see them, it can't see all of it, and and we just know it's there from having looked at it after people are dead when we look at the brain system. So how do we show these are damaged? How do we how do we make that known to people? What do we do? We have to explain the science to a jury, and most of the time that science is going to have to be explained through an appropriate doctor who knows what they're talking about and can identify what's going on and start talking about how that once this this system has occurred, how you can maintain a quality of life, how you can do things. I, a mild traumatic brain injury uh, it doesn't mean a person isn't going to be able to still think. That doesn't mean they're not going to be able to do things. It means they're going to do it with certain deficits. They're going to carry out their life with certain deficits. And the part of the legal game plan is identifying the legal deficits. And, and, and what are some of the deficits? Well, some of the deficits might be that they have to work longer that they have to spend more time, that they have to write more thorough notes, that they that they have to write notes at all, that they have to have a planner, that they have to do certain things to help them. Now, once again, people say, well, that all happens and it happens with age. Well, it, it doesn't necessarily happen with age, and it doesn't happen as quickly and as significantly with age when you've been hurt. 
And this is why you've got to be able to identify how somebody's life has changed when the the inbox and the outbox and the neurons, the processing uh, part of the brain and the data storage aren't working right, even to the, to the slightest degree, when they're not working to the maximum capacity that they were working before somebody hurt you. How many times have you heard people say, oh, my computer crashed? I've got a software problem. That's your brain. That is your brain. That's a good explanation of it. You know, in, in the medical legal terminology, you know, brain injuries, mild traumatic brain injuries are usually called, you know, diffuse axonal injuries. And so you need to understand that. You go steps further. The injury in a, in a mild traumatic brain injury, a moderate traumatic brain injury, or a severe one, uh, is, is the fact that the, the axons and dendrites have been frayed. They've been torn. They've been stretched. And you say, well, it's no big deal. They've been stretched. Yes, it affects the signals that fire. Like your muscles fire when you work out. Your brain fires. And the brain tries to heal itself, but it can't always do so. So you be, need to be able to prove it, as we said, by going to the specific lobe, the frontal lobe, the parietal lobe, that controls certain executive functions. That matches and correlates 100% with your neuropsychological testing that shows those impairments. So in the end, you started with nine symptoms, nine impairments at the crash. You now have five. Problem is, the five that you have are permanent. Permanent. Sure. And and you have to think of the brain also as the fact that as it processes and sends information, it has certain what we would call go-to routes. They're, they're pathways that they've used. It's the same way as, you, as if you get up every morning and you go down I-25 every morning to get to where you're going. And when you get an injury, sometimes those routes or those, those pathways are obstructed for one reason or another. And now all of a sudden the brain is trying to find a way to send this information a different path. And it might do it, but it's going to do it slower. It's going to do it harder. Just the same way is if you get told you can't drive I-25 this morning. So the, so the way you want to go to work or the way you want to go to school is now going to be a different route you have to take. And you have to go a different way. And you have to do a different pathway. And you have to find your way around it. And you have to go through the different, the different sources, the different ways to get to work. It's going to take you longer. It's going to be more difficult. It's going to, it's going to cause more stress on you. Well, the brain, when its pathways get clogged from an injury or get damaged or get destroyed from an injury, it faces the same problem. You don't have a chance to prove this case unless you understand or your attorney understands the symptoms, the method of proof, the diagnosis, the mechanism of injury, how you're going to prove it through witnesses, through your work, everything we've talked about today. We just talked about the surface. We just touched the surface on what we do on concussions. I mean, we've sent people out for functional capacity evaluation testings on brain injuries. FCEs, functional capacity evaluations, are usually for anatomical deficiencies, range of motion, restrictions, impairments. They can also be done with brain injuries. Does you have retrograde amnesia or integral-grade amnesia? Do you have amnesia? Were you de- and even if your tests were negative, they didn't show anything in the emergency room. You can and should still prove uh, your case. Look, there's billions of fibers that connect all over the brain. You know, and some of these, they travel at lightning speed. Just lightning speed. And so you're only really aware you have a problem, as I said earlier, when you have the problem. Uh, Up until then, everything was functioning just fine, right? Yesterday morning you got up and everything was just fine. Yesterday evening on your way home, boom, you're hit. You have a car crash. Then you start to develop these symptoms. What is wrong with me? What is going on? Bell and Pollock, go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. Any of our books are there. All these podcasts are there. You can listen to any of our shows. 
We have a lot of features on there. And you can, you can peruse and, and navigate our website. You can come in to see us for a free initial consultation and a free legal game plan. Whether it's your anatomical injury or your concussion or your TBI or all of the above or some of the above, we can help you. We champion people's claims and causes. We help families and have done it for years. Bell and Pollock, champions of the people. We'll see you next week.